Welcome to Dragon's Rest, a podcast about the fantasy tavern where all great adventures get their start. It's here you'll meet a wannabe hero, a misanthropic bartender, a washed-up mage, a dim-witted bard, and a braggadocious dwarf. Created by Darcy Thompson and starring a cast of talented storytellers, each week promises a fresh keg of laughter and misadventure. So come on down to Dragon's Rest. Visit dragonsrestshow.com for more. Trick or treat, dear travelers. Don't you just love this time of year? The leaves turning, the smell of spices in the air, and the dead creeping in to give you a blast from the past. Hey, 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 Jan! I turned to the crowd of giddy teens, my eyes searching for the swords calling my name. I allowed the flow of the buzzing crowd to sweep me to the splotchy lawn of Chester Prep High School. The energy as the bell signaled our daily departure was both enthralling and nauseating. I wasn't sure if I was going to pee my pants with excitement or in fear. Plenty of kids do this every year and nothing but the occasional prop or ill-mannered prank were all there was to worry about. Jen, over here! I spun finally spotting the owner of the voice. Peter stood near the assembly line of buses, waving his arm frantically like a loon. (laughs) I laughed as I sprinted over. Uh, Sorry, I totally went into autopilot mode once the bell rang. No biggie, just wanted to make sure you weren't chicken it out. I shoved at Peter playfully as he laughed, the others in our group closing off our circle. She's not thinking about chickening out, are you, Jeannie? Edgar slung his gangly arm around my shoulder, and I nearly swooned. Ever since he came back from summer vacation, my heart refused to take its eyes off Edgar James. He was a transplant from rainy old England, and I don't know what they feed those boys over there, but my teenage hormones were thankful for it. He smiled down at me, and I smiled back like a lovesick puppy. No, definitely not, chicken. Edgar whispered into my hair and my spine stiffened at his close proximity. Good, because there's no traitor back now. Peter threw his hand up for a high five, but we just snickered at him. So, what's the plan exactly? Lily asked, even though we all knew it by heart. Every kid within a 20-mile radius knew exactly what was expected from the Halloween Chosen. My palms began to sweat at the mere thought. The Halloween Chosen. I didn't think I would actually be one of them. But fate has a funny way of knocking you on your backside when you least expect it. The plan is for us to buck up and do something no other Halloween Chosen has done before. Tyler waggled his eyebrows, and the group waited in anticipation of his plan. His smile grew as he reached in his backpack retrieving an old camcorder and waving it at us. I don't know what you Americans do for teen spirit, but it surely can't involve that ancient thing. Taylor rolled his eyes, 
unamused by our Englishman. No, old chap. We are going to record some ghosts. Mom. Mom, I'm headed out. I shouted down the hall in the direction of scraping dishes. Have fun, sweetheart. And not too late, okay? She called back. But I was already partway out the door. My heart was racing with the wind, riding its coattails clothed in pure adrenaline. We were going to be legends. The first Halloween chosen in Heartgrave to ever capture ghosts on film. Every year, a group of Halloween chosen were selected among the high school body to enter the haunted grounds of 4309 West Elm and commune the ghosts of the past. It was a rite of passage to enter the house, recite the incantation, and speak with the dead as close to or at midnight. Growing up in Heartgrave, every child whispered the stories of ghosts, rising for one night to honor a select few from town with their tales of wonder. Some even received visions of their futures and a few life-saving warnings for others. I was not sure who the first group was, but maybe tonight I'd meet them. Peter, Ty, Lily, and Edgar stood on the sidewalk in front of 4309 West Elm waiting impatiently for me to jog up the street. Peter bobbed on his feet, his eyes darting back and forth to his watch and then me, as if he were timing my pace. Come on, come on, we're cutting it close. I glowered at him as I joined the group. We have plenty of time. Don't get your nuts twisted. Peter rolled his eyes as the rest of our friends snickered. Let's go, you guys. We still have to set up. I want to get some footage of us entering the house and some of us before we start. This is about to be the biggest viral video to ever hit the internet. Ty's voice hummed with creative energy, his eyes hungrily taking in the house and his possible fame. Don't forget to tag each of us in the vlog. You can't be the only one to gain followers from this. Lily quipped. You Americans really do love your followers. Do you really think anyone's going to remember this after a week? Lily flipped Edgar the bird before sauntering to the house. I'll remember that when I'm famous and you're stuck preparing my Starbucks orders. Lily called over her shoulder as we all hustled behind her toward the house. 4309 West Elm was a nice house for being haunted. The grass was well manicured its walls seeming to be painted a fresh robin's blue. Even the white wraparound porch was immaculately maintained, not a board creaking out of place as we trudged up the stairs. I'm not sure who kept it in tip-top shape, but its cleanliness creeped me out more than cobwebs would have. Peter produced a key from his jeans pocket and led us inside, another tradition with origins I was unaware of. The previous Chosen passed down the house key and the incantation to the next set of Halloween Chosen. We still had to buy candles, chalk, and salt, but those were easy enough to come across. The interior was dark, swallowing up the glow of our phone flashlights. There was no furniture on the first floor, but the walls were decorated in colorful graffiti, everything from pentagrams to devil horns to penises littered every available space. Uh, that's still a bit of parlor. It seems to be the biggest space. 
Peter suggested. We nodded and set to work. Peter set to work drawing the salt circle, while Lily, Edgar, and I set up candles throughout the space. Ty busied himself setting up a tripod and camera. He was going to be the next big director. Or at least that's what he ranted about constantly. Do you really think this is going to work? Edgar crouched down next to me, a lighter poised in his hand. I'm not sure, to be honest. I tilted the candle in my hand toward him, mulling over what I knew about the legends and sightings. I've never heard anyone not seeing the ghosts. Yeah, but every group could just be saying to carry on this elaborate tradition, he countered. True, but what would be the point? What's even the point of all this? Edgar gestured to the room of what was to come. I smiled at him, finding his skepticism as charming as the rest of him. All I know is, it's a great honor to be chosen, so consider yourself lucky you get to be among the few who get to witness it. Or at least to add another crazy American story to your growing collection? He laughed and my belly warmed. Before he could reply, Peter called us over. It's time, you guys. Peter smiled at each of us as we joined the circle. He reached into his back pocket and produced a crumpled piece of notepaper and a safety pen. Okay, we all have to prick our fingers with this, add a drop of your blood to the candle in the center, and we all do the chant together. Everyone got it? No one said anything about bleeding for this, Edgar complained, leaning away from Peter as if he were a leper. Come on, Edgar. The drama will be good for the camera. Besides, we already did this in bio when we did our blood type test. Piece of cake, man. Ty beamed at the other boy encouragingly. Edgar's eyes found mine across the space, and I smiled with a nod toward him. Oh, just make out and get on with it already, Lily sneered. We don't have all night for you to make goo-goo eyes at one another as you communicate without speaking. Uh, what? My eyes snapped to Lily, my face burning red hot. You heard me. Ugh, shut up, Lily. We don't have time for your jealous bullshit right now, okay? Edgar, it's just a prickle, man. Everybody ready? With solemn expressions, we nodded at Peter. All right. Peter pricked his finger and then passed the safety pin to Ty. We each took a turn, all of us trying our best not to make a face as we pushed the sharpened metal into our flesh. When the pin made it back to Peter, he placed it on the salt lines next to the candle now mixed with a small amount of our blood. He cleared his throat, leading us through the incantation. Custodia had all that day, he wrote me his ordinance. We need ad nos in order necessities. Peter's voice took on a deeper baritone, his words ricocheting off every corner and surface of the parlor and reverberating deep within my soul. Guardians of the past, we chanted alongside him, our voices low with hesitation, as our mouths trying to form around the foreign words. The center candle flickered, and my eyes snapped to anger. He was looking at me, eyes wider than dinner plates. His 
cheeks flushed with a cocktail of fear and excitement. Eater's voice boomed like a winter hailstorm, the air crackling with its supernatural electricity. I wanted to scream, but was rooted to the spot, my mouth forming the words as if I were a mere dull puppet. Our voices rang out into the void as an unnatural air whipped around us in a frenzied giddiness. Edgar reached for my hand, my sweaty palm closing over his, and with that last call, the candles in the parlor extinguished. Heavy breathing blanketed the room, each breath swimming in sync with its neighbor. My fingers were frozen tightly around Edgar's, a single tear rolling down my cheek. If I could move, I would have squeezed him tighter, but my limbs were frozen solid. A current filtered through the closed space, and with it, a single candle sitting in the corner of the room flickered to life. Like a firefly dancing on a spring breeze, the flame rolling and dipping, calling to life another flame, and then another. One by one, the candles surrounding us resurrected, burning brighter than before. My heart thudded in my chest, a small wheeze leaking past my lips as the center candle blazed unnaturally bright. As if that were the cue, our bodies were unlocked and we tumbled forward. I sucked in the musty pine of the wooden floor beneath my fingertips. What the hell? Holy shit. My eyes roamed up at Lily's words. Five figures stood behind each of us. Their bodies were corporeal in nature, as if they were composed of an eastern fog. They were older, male and female, wearing clothes from a time I could not place. They smiled down at us, and my friends smiled in return, but I did not. There was something in those smiles, something predatory in each white-fanged smile, setting my hairs on end. Uh, hi! Peter smiled brightly in return. <laughs> wow, I, I didn't think it would actually work. My friends laughed at his admission. Well, you invited us, darling. The ghost behind Lily replied. The whites of her eyes began to fall away, replaced with the encroaching shadows. We are going to be so famous, you guys, Tyler whispered. But I barely heard him as my limbs began to freeze once more. Oh, we be the famous ones if we choose that sort of life. The man behind Tyler said, Thank you for your invitation. We accept. My spine was wrenched painfully straight, my back bowing backward until I peered directly into the blackened eyes of the woman hovering over me. She stretched out a hand and began chanting with the others. Pain laced through my core, spreading out to the tips of my fingertips. Pleading words wobbled against my lips, but refused to fall. The woman above me tutted, pausing in her chanting. Now, now, there 
she stroked my hair lovingly as the ragged cries of my friends faded. Those before us started anew, growing like a fiery blaze through every region of my soul. My friends screamed around me, my own voice joining the choir. A brilliant light burst from the fingertips of the woman before me, illuminating the shadows of the room. Ghoulish figures danced along the walls and I screamed. With my mouth locked open wide, the ghoul began to slither inside of me. I felt it expanding stretching my skin to fit its needs, breaking down the barriers I tried and failed to build in my mind. The pain was immense, plunging me into darkness. Hey. Hey, darling. You in there? A voice jostled me away my eyes prying open slowly. Pounding thunder bounced around my skull, and I rubbed my head as I sat up. What's your name? I gazed into sapphire eyes in front of me and frowned. Name. Name. It's okay. Just concentrate. Dig deep around the wall. Closed my eyes, engulfing myself in the thundering beat behind my eyelids. There. There it was. Janice. But she prefers... Jan. I smiled up into William's new eyes. Is she supposed to be this loud? Mine won't stop sniveling. It's quite insufferable. I hope it stops soon. The boy, no, Martin, said. William, looks like... These ones set up some type of motion picture film machine. Betty stood in front of the Ford machine, frowning. Yes. My host wanted to be a film director. Carl explained. He was going to put it on something called the Internet. It's it's something that can reach millions. William smiled. Looks like more of our friends will be able to join us soon in this world. This has been a Morbid Forest production. On this Halloween special, you've heard Blast from the Past, written by Naomi Richards, with narration by Naomi Richards, Sean Moreau, Vince C. Davis of the Out of the Ashes podcast, Ron Hyatt, and Devin Bohr. As you've noticed, we have two 
two new amazing voice actors with us this season, Ron and Devin. I hope you guys love them as much as we do and give them a warm welcome as you will be hearing both of these lovely individuals more this season. And this was just a teaser of what is to come this season, my dearest travelers. <laughs> we hope you have a very spooky Halloween. And we'll be back with season three in November. We'll see you next time, travelers, on The Morbid Forest. Welcome to Dragon's Rest, a podcast about the fantasy tavern where all great adventures get their start. It's here you'll meet a wannabe hero, a misanthropic bartender, a washed-up mage, a dim-witted bard, and a braggadocious dwarf. Created by Darcy Thompson and starring a cast of talented storytellers, each week promises a fresh keg of laughter and misadventure. So come on down to Dragon's Rest. Visit dragonsrestshow.com for more.